Welcome to the Rainbow Remix Best of Series 2022. I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JD. That's when I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. First in the mix is author, journalist, and comedian Frank DeCaro. Frank! You have no idea how excited I am to finally meet you. Oh, fool your desk, honey. Hey. <laughs> how are you? I'm great. I'm just waiting for my, my rock star co host to, uh, you know, do her thing. <laughs> All right. But you're looking fabulous. Thank you. A little, it's a little, I'm, I'm looking at this. I usually used to do it on my phone and now I'm like, maybe I need to start raising my computer up now that I have a new computer. I had a laptop that, the, the I don't know what I did. You know, just, I, lo I looked at the camera and it broke. I don't know what happened, but the camera was never working. And then oh, when no. COVID came around, I noticed, you know, I mean, I never used it otherwise. Right. Exactly. So I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then the, the, it finally died. You took it behind the barn and shot it and got a new computer. But uh you doing so? You're doing an iPad? No, I have a. I have a. a what is it? A, it's a and no, not Android. What do you call? It? It's a PC. It's an HP. Okay. PC. Oh, you're good. Okay. I have to look to see what brand. I just made Jim buy it. I was like, Jim, which of these is best? And he was like, This one's the one to get. And I was like, Let's get that one. So that was perfect. It. Hey, there you are. There's JD, <laughs> my rock star co-host, JD Dan. Hello. Hi, JD. Frank DeCaro. Hi, Frank. Nice to meet you in nice person. You. Thank you. We're as close yeah. to in person as we'll get. Wait, let me, I'm raising my volume there. there All right. Uh, it's, yes, I'm as it's, ready as I'll ever be. You know what, <laughs> Frank, I, I swear, I've been following you on Facebook for so long. Back in the day when you would do a floor du jour. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I was doing that. I, I, I you know, it's there. It's all. It's like therapy in in a for in the group home. I mean, it's it was just something that it was something to do. And and I I when we moved that was kind of when we first moved to LA. And I really wanted to one of the reasons to move to LA was kind of to in therapy speak to kind of be more present to kind of look kind of to see again instead of just moving through the motions. Right. So that's kind of what what that was it's been nine years already since we moved here it's nine wow amazing it's amazing it's so. um it seems like the right fit though like i feel oh i like love it oh my this, god we're crazy about it we just yeah. we love it and right before covid we we bought a condo and it's we are jim and i right now are as far apart in the apartment as we can be they, our desks are in the opposite corners in two different bedrooms um and that's what got us through COVID. If we, I, I always tell people, I said, if we lived in our last apartment, we before this one, we would have fought all the time. And if we lived <laughs> in the one in New York, we'd have killed each other. So uh, it worked out nicely that we're uh, uh, we did we got on famously. So. Yeah, the the lockdown thing was uh, that was no joke. That was hard. No, but we got on. We we really did well. <laughs> I think we made it through because my wife was able to get up each morning and walk to her boss's place and actually work from there. Um, so it felt like 
we didn't miss a step, you know, she still, right, right. you know, went to work while I was working at home and, and it was, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. And JD, you never stopped working. Did you? I never stopped. I couldn't stop because our business, other than me wanting to be a rock star, <laughs> my business is pallets. So everything was still being shipped during that time. Yeah. So we were still working and, you know, thank God we weren't shut down, but I, I had to go to work every day. So I couldn't really enjoy the uh, the lockdown. Like some people got a chance <laughs> to really do great things like write books and things like that. But I did write a song. That's a song is good. I did a book proposal and and started the book during uh, and now I'm really now I'm now it's crunch time. Now I've really got to put the pedal oh. to the metal and make it happen. But uh, on a new book. But uh, I did that, but I kind of, when freelance dry, writing dried up because I, you know, I write about happy topics and they they weren't interested in that, you know, Nobody I mean, they was, right. wasn't the, you know, oh boy, Funko figurines, my favorite, you know, let's write about the people who collect those. They weren't into those stories at all. So I was SOL, as we say, and had nothing to do. So I treated it like retirement in a way. And I, I, uh, I watched, we watched all six seasons in the movie of Downton Abbey in less time than it took Mrs. Pattinson to cook Christmas dinner. We just, we, <laughs> we just breezed through it. And it was, we were doing five hours at a time and uh, it was fun. That's what I read and I, you know, we did a lot of binging, a lot of, yeah. a lot of binging on things. You know, my, my wife's a, a little bit younger uh, than me. And so there were a lot of things that she um, discovered during lockdown like she came right running down the stairs one day and said there's this show called the mary tyler moore show that's on and it's in black and white and it's really good <laughs> so you know like we just that's binged funny. On, yeah we just binged on things that like you know that maybe she had heard of you know but never really saw so that was fun like seeing those those things through through her eyes that was that was pretty fun oh definitely but we took in that like, happens a lot that happened to me with Danny with with uh, Andy Griffith. She's like, "What's Mayberry?" I'm like, "What's Mayberry? What do you mean, what's Mayberry?" It's only Frankie, where I want to live. Younger, we have younger partners. <laughs> no, I do. I, Jim is seven years younger than I am, and and uh, but he's such an old soul that old there are soul. Some, yeah, you is. know some some a song from the '50s will come on that his father loved, and suddenly it'll be. Uh, you know, he'll he'll be singing all the words. I was like, how the hell do you know all the words? And he does. Yeah, um, you know. So Frank, I uh, I think I posted on your on your Facebook that I felt like the universe knew you were coming on and gave us something to talk about as far as the Oscars go. Oh my God, I I hate the word. Do you want me to just launch or what? Launch. launch, <laughs> launch. No, I was gonna say, I. I hate a lot of therapy speak and the word triggered triggers me. I'm usually horrified <laughs> by the word trigger. Yeah. <laughs> I was genuinely triggered by what happened on that Oscar telecast. And it wasn't just the slap. It was the slap followed by the standing ovation. The right. yelling. That was the triggering <laughs> moment because it was yeah. that feeling of I'm on the schoolyard some bully is pummeling me and the other students are cheering him on. Crowd is, yeah, the crowd is cheering. And, 
and the authorities, meaning here the academy or the, in that case, the teachers aren't stepping in to do anything about. Yes. And so it really was, have, has nothing changed since high school. And you know what the answer is? And we kind of knew this going in Hollywood. No, nothing's changed. Probably anywhere. Nothing's changed yeah. since high school, yeah. but particularly yeah. in Hollywood. And it was, the standing ovation was the appalling icing on a horror of a cake, you know, yeah. it, it was, it was just, and, and ultimately it comes down in my mind, that was the most selfish thing to, to, to derail everyone's night. Yes. Was not only wrongheaded, it was just selfish. It was, and, and I, I, I said this, I said, it's, it's either, toxic masculine you know a, a rampant example of toxic masculinity yeah, yeah. or yeah. it's a red flag of mental illness because people who are in their right minds don't do that oh you know agreed, agreed. I, yeah i couldn't i couldn't it was so layered for me like when i and of course mind you i'm in london so i didn't even get it until monday you know, so I knew you I might have heard the real I, words. We, yeah. we all ran to Twitter to hear the F-bombs, you know, we we're like, oh, I, my God, that's what he said. I, I was like, I couldn't even I, I couldn't believe I feel like Britain woke up and went, what the hell just happened over there? But you know, when, when someone has a reputation for being a sweetheart, generally they are. And when someone has mm -hmm. a reputation for not being very nice, they generally are right. You know, it, yeah. it, it, right. Details might be wrong, but people, you know. That's true. Chris Rock is generally thought to be a sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Will Smith is considered is generally thought of to be an a-hole. Yeah. And and has been for decades. You know, yeah. and yeah. I want to hear from the woman who was on Fresh Prince who quit because she said she couldn't stand working with him. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. You know, it's like pick yeah. her up if she's still alive. You know, yeah. find her and let's hear that statement. Um right. why she really pick, wow you know, pick that up. But yeah, I got a couple of friends uh, on Facebook and uh, uh, Jay, you know, Dan Renzi. Yes. Yeah old, yeah. old MTV, old MTV, real world, Miami, Dan Renzi. He's a friend of mine. And he said uh, that he, he has a, he put out a very vague statement on his Facebook thing saying that he knows, he knows that they're not nice people. The, the Smiths are not nice people. And, oh, and then everybody's going, tell us why, tell us why, tell us why. And he said, I don't have to. I'm just telling you, I, you know, firsthand on authority, you know, I, mm -hmm. I know that, that they are. And, you know, I've heard that for, you know, about different people and like the whole Ellen thing, like when that was picking up steam and everybody yeah. was saying, yeah. Ellen's not as nice as you think she is. And all these people started coming forward and employees and whatnot. So there's always a little grain of truth behind those those things. I, I think you're 100 on that. I think you're 100. Yeah. But you, I think that because that's that's such a vague concept, but, you know, nice or not nice. But it's, you know, it's not like saying this one can't get off unless they're pooped on, you know, whatever. You're not, it's not awful specific things, you know, it's, it's like you just say whether someone's reputation is like this one's a sweetheart, this one's not. Right. Or, right. you know, and, and you tend to know who's who's prickly and who's, who's, uh, right. Right. You know, whether, are, are they prickly or just a prick? You know, I mean, sometimes <laughs> some of them are curmudgeonly and, but worth it. And other ones are, are awful, right. yeah. but they make a lot of money. And, and ultimately that's, that's what matters. And, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's, uh, 
Yeah, you just start, you know, it's it's crazy because like I, I that moment at the end with Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli was so touching, you know, and I feel like everybody's mouths were still slowly going back up and they, <laughs> they didn't give that moment the credit that it deserved. Yeah. Now it's starting just now. That's what people were saying. Yeah, yeah it was like really, say, well, it was like the Hollywood hospice lady. Like she, I know that's what I kept saying. It's like, she's a hospice nurse now. Who the hell? designated her as then she's like how many other old people does she have to minister to it's like oh my god gaga it's like hey honey you know stop already right Except her, right you know then you know, as a bold woman myself i was not offended okay that's all i'll say <laughs> i love that that's perfect so so frank i did a little uh research because i knew you were coming on the show and i i went on youtube and i saw that you have a cookbook called Recipes from Dead Celebrities. Oh, the Dead Celebrity Cookbook. I have two Dead Celebrity Cookbooks and uh, among idea. my five books, yes. Oh. So how did you get uh, How did you get that idea and how did you get the, the recipes? How did that uh, work out? A grave robbing. No, I, um, <laughs> I was... I had collected for many years. I was an avid flea marketer and I still love it, but I don't do it nearly with them. I used to go every weekend to the flea market in New York when, when they still had uh, vacant lots in, in Chelsea and the flower district and stuff. I used to, go, you know, they had these huge areas that weren't built up yet. They're right. all gone now. They're all high rises now. But we would go and um, you'd go and you'd meet every Sunday and go. And um, I bought furniture, I bought collectibles, I bought tiki mugs, I bought Batman things, I bought, you know, everything. Um, and one of the things I collected was anything that had a celebrity recipe. In it. And huh? you do, I think the secret about why a lot of people do what they do for a living is to justify their own taste and justify their own craziness. <laughs> and I was like, with all we'll this passion, I got to, <laughs> what? We'll passions. passions yeah no right. insanity i think right. but i um i had all these cookbooks and uh and i thought you know i gotta figure out what to do with these and what gave me the idea was i had intern after intern at sirius uh when i was doing the radio show and these kids didn't know who the hell i was talking about ever you know and <laughs> and um and i my parents both died and I started to think a lot about what one leaves behind and uh, wanting people to remember the performers that influenced my sensibilities. So I thought, well, here's a way to do it with a cheeky title. And the only thing disrespectful was calling it the Dead Celebrity Cookbook. It was, <laughs> it was love letters to character actors who, whose names people didn't know, to great mm -hmm. comedians, to yeah. uh, to gay pioneers, it was um, you know Liberace sticky buns recipe is in there, and it's like <laughs> Liberace sticky buns. Um, okay, that they're quite delicious as it turns out. Who knew? But uh, <laughs> other than Scott Thorson, his his man, his, uh, his he knew all that that his sticky buns were delicious. But uh, it. <laughs> You know, it was uh, a, a way to sort of um, memorialize uh, these performers. And also, I think I, I do think it was part of the grief of, uh, of 
losing my parents, you know, over a 10 year period, yeah, yeah. Um, that it was that sense of, oh, we're not here for very long. Let's see if I can do something to help people remember people I've adored. And so that's where the cookbooks came from. Yeah. Some of the recipes are very good. Uh, some of them are dreadful. Um, and I say that, in, but it was really, the, the, ex, the recipe was the excuse to write about the performer. The, per, the performer, yeah. You know, Isabel was... Sanford's wheezy chicken is horrible. Uh, <laughs> I just hate to, hate to say it's horrible. Uh, but um, however, you know, Harriet Nelson's uh, uh, chicken bake is a heart attack on a plate. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, worth, you know, but still it's, it's uh, you know, it's delicious. It's, so. I think it's it was such idea. a idea. Yeah. Such a great Thank idea. Yeah, yeah. really yeah. cool. Idea. And you're such a great cook. I mean, baker. Yeah, pretty darn good. We gained so much weight during COVID quarantine. Oh my oh, god! Like, what did you just you just put something out just last week or something? It was it had pecans on the top, and I'm like, oh yeah, I did it. Need to be friends. It was a. Him. I've <laughs> been looking. Yeah, my neighbor and I get on famously. We she makes the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever eaten in my life. Oh. So she brings those over constantly, and I'm like, here, taste this cake, see what you think. <laughs> um, and we haven't gotten to savory yet. Although I bring quiche over once in a while because I do make a pretty mean quiche. Um, because I'm a gay, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I made a uh, it was called banana cake with uh, with caramel frosting, C A R hyphen M E L frosting, and I had found it I think in the white trash cookbook years ago, <laughs> and I couldn't find the cookbook in my archives, and I must have either typed I don't know how where I found I did find it and typed it into my computer over the holidays. And so I brought it back uh, and I was like, I got to make this the first excuse. Oh, it's so good. I, I posted the I recipe. knew it. I knew. I, I wish oh, it was a scratch and sniff because I was like, I can't. Oh, it, was, <laughs> it was wrong. But I forgot I, to put the pecans in. So I put them on top, which was the best thing because then I added uh, that crystallized sugar, that, that not sanding sugar, but that heavier, crunch, you know, gave it a crunch. Oh. And, uh, and I did that. And then I hit it with a couple of twists of salt. So uh, it was the salty oh. sweet pecan, yeah, caramel, wow. butter, brown sugar. Uh, it was rocking. It, was it's, really it just like ticks all my boxes. Anything <laughs> with like- I've, I've ticked your box. My father would be so, I ticked a lady's box. My <laughs> father would not rank out. My box. Finally, after <laughs> all these just, years. Here's <laughs> the title of this episode. Frank DeCaro ticks my yes. box. Yep. That's that's it. It. Yeah. Box, that's box ticker is going right on my new business card. That's going to be it. <laughs> Quirk. Yeah, perfect. That's I'm working cool. on a new book now on disco. This is my new thing. So I get oh, to watch this. Yeah, I get to watch be, like really Lola Lola Let's wrap with this. Let's wrap with this. this I was going to say, I've been watching like um, Lola Falana specials from the late 70s. And uh, my cousin was talking. her hairdresser. I'm not lying about that. My cousin was her hairdresser. This is oh, good. <laughs> he worked degrees. in Las Vegas in the 70s and he did Lola Falana's hair and I was little and I would tell everybody and no one knew who she was. So, I, I, and I didn't know that that was kind of code for, you know, he's gay. Oh, right, yeah. there's that, yes. <laughs> um, that's why I watched them. But no, so I'm doing this new book, but it's fun because, you know, you get to uh, call, you know, you sit and wait for the village people Indian to call you and then you're like, oh, how are you? So I talked to him. He said, Oh, I'll hook you up with Gloria Gaynor. And then I talked to her. And, you know, so uh, the only thing is, some of them are getting, you know, I, I was, there was a, a, a quite a giant in the field without naming names. And, I, and they were like, No, for personal reasons, he can't do it. And I thought, Oh, I wonder if it's just because he's too old now. You know, that could very well be the reason. 
but uh, but uh, you know, you, so we'll we'll make do. I'm writing. I'm I'm working on a little piece about uh, if we're in the book about uh, the Ethel Merman disco album. So that's been a fun place to to concentrate for the last. Oh year. my god! <laughs> I, get, I can't words, make it. I never imagined those words in a sentence together. Right? Oh, you don't have. Oh my god! You or download it on on. Apple, whatever it's called, Apple Music or iTunes or I am going to. Oh my god, it's the worst thing ever. It's so, (laughs) it's so dreadful. And then (laughs) it turns out there are more things like that that I, you know, even I didn't know. But you'll be looking. You're like, Anne Margaret did a disco album. Well, now (laughs) I have to look at. So there's an Anne. Yeah, I keep finding things. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. And it's going oh, to be a great book. I yeah. hope it's due in September. That's the only frightening thing is it's like really, you know, I mean, oh, I've, yeah, I've got my checklist. Do you see any checks on the checklist? Oh, I did that. No, nothing's good. Ah. <laughs> oh, it's just a thousand things that have to get done. But it's always, it's always like that. It, that's, uh, uh, yeah, that's, but that's going to be fantastic because, you know, I tell you, I'm fascinated by that whole Studio 54, you know, thing yeah. like I watched a documentary on it and I'm yeah you know it's, it's a it's a fascinating period and the, the book looks at it as being that that the disco sucks disco demolition night movements all of that anti-disco sentiment was yeah, really yeah. misogynistic and homophobic and yeah. racist because the people who were getting ahead were people of color gays and women and that was that would not do and so um, it talks about basically that it sort of was the MAGA movement of its day. And, uh, and, really? and so that's kind of the gist of uh, where it starts. But ultimately it's a very, it's a big celebration of, of <laughs> discos, you know, and that it didn't, and that disco didn't die, even though they said it did. It didn't, it became, a, it, <laughs> it became didn't. house. It didn't, it became, no, dance, it became hip-hop, it became electronic dance music. It became the soundtrack to the Target commercials a couple of years ago. You know, when your your Christmas song is a remake of I Feel Love by Donna Summer, sung by an openly queer Sam Smith, things have changed. Yeah. We're finally, we're getting that. that Those are big strides there. Those are big strides. There's the episode name. Disco didn't die. (laughs) Disco didn't die. I want to be the box ticker. I, yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's so funny. Frank, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to do this. What a oh, it's a like I said, I've been a fan, you know, for, for ages. And it's just, uh, it's just an absolute thrill to have I'm you. I'm a new fan, new fan here. <laughs> I like when rock and rollers are my fans. I need that. <laughs> Even if I'm writing a disco book. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic! Uh, yeah, that's, let's send I'm, me links and I'll post them, and and uh, uh, yeah. you know we'll we'll make sure people watch and uh, and it's fun and thank you. A lot of times podcasts turn out to be hostage situations where they go on for hours, and you know so thank you for thinking. <laughs> this was love, just enough. That's, just, that's what I said about the disco book. Like, how deep are you going? I was like, just enough information. That's what I'm gonna perfect. Do. It's perfect. I yeah, and I'm I'm really looking forward to the to the book and uh and your next facebook post dear god your next facebook post. <laughs> i take social media way too seriously hey if people could i would love it if they would follow me at frank DeCaro show and also if they're interested in in rupaul then they need to get my drag book coming through the, it's called drag coming through the big wigs of show business yes because it really is a a, a good primer on uh 
on on what you need to know about drag before, during, and after it's, RuPaul's yeah, Drag Race. So, uh, I, I included your cover in my uh, in my in my little uh, reel on because I, I love saw it. that. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Well, I'm doing self promotion, self aggrandizement, and self promotion. Perfect, perfect. And I will be starring in GI Jane three, so I'm very excited <laughs> about that. So please, I'm ending it on that. We're going into production. I am ending it on that. You're an absolute delight. Thank you, sir. Bye, Frank. Nice to you. Bye. Next in the mix is Nick Austin, our very own queer news guy. This is the first time in a long time that I'm doing a show and it's still light outside. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's it's true. Really start getting dark now, like for another half an hour or so, like nine thirty. It's never quite this bright here. That's for sure. I love it. I love it. <laughs> your awesome place. I went to go to a new movie today, and I never see movies during the day because you go out and it's so bright. It's so bright over here too. <laughs> yeah. Just like having to shield my eyes. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need those glasses, JD. Yeah, this is my. Um, when you don't have a lot of makeup on, these are great for that. You know, <laughs> you know about that, right? Oh, keep, hell yeah. Keeping up the persona, keeping up that persona. Yeah, it's really <laughs> nothing more than I didn't have a chance to do all the makeup, so. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> this, is it. this is all the makeup. This is it. This is all you're ever going to get. <laughs> you don't need it. You're fabulous yeah. without it, Denise. Fabulous. This is a day of working in the garden. <laughs> well, if that's you working in the garden, then lucky you. Anyways, guys, it's Pride Summer, and there should be some wonderfulness that comes with that. <laughs> Weather aside, it's Pride Summer. Is anybody going to a Pride Fest, a local Pride Fest? Uh, I'm thinking about, I think next week is Stonewall, the 18th. So yeah, I'll probably visit. Uh, I usually play in that one, not for the last few years, but um, I, as I mentioned, I will go support. Anything going on in Colorado that you're going to? Oh gosh, there better be a Pride. I haven't been to Pride since 2019 because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I feel like all of us have missed out on Pride and I feel like it's going to be in like full swing this year, which I'm really, I'm really hoping for. But yeah, Denver has a really good pride. So I'm, I'm excited to attend it. I can't wait. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be I fun. bet they have some cool stuff in Colorado. Oh yeah. Right. Like you probably will find some cool stuff there. We're all going to be smoking weed, just kind of like walking down. <laughs> yeah. Proudly. That's what I'm talking pride. about. Maybe that's where we need to go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please do. That would be, yeah. That would be a party. That would be amazing. Yeah. Maybe that's the key to a good pride is going someplace where, where weed is legal. Yes. <laughs> right? Like that would be amazing. And I'm not talking like CBD. I mean, like. Let's hit it, oh, like Amsterdam, stuff. like Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I can imagine do. Amsterdam's pride is incredible. Like that has to be one of the top places to go. Has to I be. Went to Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, what was it for? It we usually go every five years, we go for Gemma's birthday. And um, 
you know, always have a really good time. But we went in between with some friends and there was something going on where there was like Ferris wheel and rides and all kinds of things. And I just walked around going, oh my God, like everybody is so stoned right now. Like Ferris wheel's <laughs> got to be a completely different, you know, it's got to be a whole, whole different level when you're that stoned because like their weed is incredible. And I always get like, you know, just drop like, you know, 20, 30 euros or whatever on weed when I first get there and you go through as much as you can. And then whatever's left over, you just leave in the hotel room as a tip for the, for the, for the maid service, you know, just leave a big bud for them or you give it to somebody. Like I remember, I remember like thinking I was sitting outside at, at the cafe that was attached to this one hotel. And I was like, ah, maybe I'll just ask that guy over there if he wants, you know, the rest of this. So I go up there, I'm like, excuse me, you know, do you speak English? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I have this big bud and I can't take it back to Britain with me. You know, he was like, oh my God, I was going to come and ask you because I'm leaving in the morning and I have some left over. And I was like, <laughs> so yeah, I just, that's when I decided, you know what, just leave it for room service. Just, just leave it for the, for the cleaners. You know, that's, <laughs> that's very kind of you. They're probably very like, yeah. this, man, we get this all the time. <laughs> That's the kind of tip that I'd want. <laughs> right? Come on, free weed. Oh, God. On July 26th, I'm supposed to be a guest on a podcast from Amsterdam. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I gotta I get highly suggest getting stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad it's not in Pride Month. Um, it's right? Queer Sounds. I got to take a look at what the name of it is, but it's it's a queer something is a name podcast. You know what it is, Nick? I see your face. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know it? I, yeah. I'm friends with the person who does that podcast, Queer Sounds. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh they're, okay. they're I wonderful. Get, I have to get the name now. I'll tell you. I gotta, I, I'll tell you what though, the, 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 the nicest people in Amsterdam the nicest people. One one time back when we were doing the lesbian lounge, I used to feature a business every week, and I featured this um, this gay owned and operated B and B above a, a cake shop, and it was called Cake Under My Pillow, and uh, oh. so I I featured them on a show and I wrote to them, let them know that, you know, and they listened and they wrote back and they were so excited about it and everything. So then when I moved here and I knew we were going, I contacted them. And they remembered and they gave us the entire uh, B&B, like the whole thing. There was, I think, one, two, three, four, five of us. So they gave us the whole thing, like all the bedrooms, the living room, the bathroom, everything was just, it was all booked for us. And they took care of us like nobody's business. Like they greeted us. They gave us maps. They told us what coffee shop to go to for the, for the weed. Like the first thing he said is, is anybody going to be smoking? And I'm like, <laughs> so he like circled coffee shops. He told us what the good areas were, where to stay away from, you know, be, you know, when be aware when you're in the red light district, where your bag across here. So, you know, nobody. Yanks really? it up That's like, interesting. They were so nice. These two guys were so nice. Simon. Oh, I can't think of the other guy's name. But um, they took care of us like family, you know, and uh, but everybody that we met, uh, you know, uh, when we were there, they were just so lovely and nice. I mean, there was only one time I think that I felt intimidated when we went to a different coffee shop and uh, I felt like we walked into um, like a terror cell. 
<laughs> it was it was like all guys and everybody like looked up and looked and I was with my, my one friend who has like bright blonde hair and you could just kind of see them all staring at her and I was like why don't you wait outside <laughs> and uh like just dropped the 20, hair? grabbed the weed and just took off because it was like very intimidating for some reason where the other one that the, where the guys told us to go you know the girl had like the the lollipop uh, ponytails up here right, you know right. menu you know told us how to do it gave me a grinder for free to grind up my weed open up these double doors to a smoking lounge like oh, wow. there was a bakery attached it was so much fun but yeah so they're right they're ones that are far more welcoming <laughs> like, they knew hosts. yeah so it is queer sounds nick Queer sounds, but I, I have to check my schedule. It may be this coming week I'm going to be on that one. So I Wait, will be. Way to have it under control, Jay. Yeah, right? I, I have a, That's what happens. Maybe this when you week have, or could be July. I'm not quite I sure. I now have the, a publicist and, you know, I have this thing in my mind where you have the person following you with their iPad and the schedule reminding you of what you need to do. But if she's only. in Chicago, so that's not happening. So I really need to take care of this stuff myself. So yeah, I love I, how big she dreams. She dreams right? so big. In my it's head, the best part of you. <laughs> it's the best part of you. In my mind, that's what's happening. In reality, she just called me and told me, and I need to go back and look. So yes. So Nick, can I name drop when I'm on the show? You can. You can name drop me. That's okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. You've heard it. I got it. <laughs> Please don't get me going with giggles. Please. We'll be here all fucking night. So do you have some fabulous news for us today, Nick? I do. You know, with it being Pride Month, I wanted to keep things light. And it's been a while since I've seen both of you. So I wanted to make sure that we had a fun conversation. <laughs> So, okay, so who's heard about Rebel Wilson coming out? I yeah. always thought she was out, so I didn't think that was news. Oh, oh that's wild. She was last year, didn't she? Did she? Oh. Yeah. That is so wild that you say that because, um, yeah, no, she, she hasn't been, but this is her first relationship um, with a woman being out. Nick, give me yeah. the background on this about Sydney Morning News. Oh my gosh. Oh. Don't get me started on this. Okay, so um listen to this, Jay. Yeah, listen. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, I actually reported on this for LGBTQ Nation and I was talking about how cool it was that she had come out because she posted on Instagram and everything and I was Pride like, months. "Oh, this Pride yeah, it's Pride Month. Yes. This is awesome. I love Rebel Wilson. It's like, who doesn't love the Pitch Perfect movies and Bridesmaids mm -hmm. and like everything that she's right. been in. And, you know, she is just so funny. She's a ray of sunshine. And I'm like, this is so cool that she's sharing this with us. Little did we know that she actually was going to be outed. And that's why she came out. Oh. This, um, it was like the Sydney Morning Herald, I believe, or yeah. Okay, so the Sydney Morning. Let me Morning just name Herald. him Andrew Horn Horny what? Hornery. Andrew Hornery is that his name? Andrew Hornery. <laughs> so he's the one, and um, so they reached out to her because they had found 
out that she was dating a woman. And they're like, we're going to release this story about you and this new relationship. And we wanted to give you time to, you know, respond or prepare something. Like, yeah, prepare they a statement. Thought that, they, that she would give it to them exclusively when literally it came across as blackmail. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, that's literally what it was. It's like, they basically wow. said, well, this is so funny because they were telling on themselves in the article that they had posted and basically saying that. And it's like, that sounds like you're you're planning to out her when she has not been out before. It's like, you don't do that. That is so messed up. Yeah. So I read this, this, what he's talking about. I read it and I looked up the guy and it was Andrew Hornery or something like that. So- I said that uh, I tweeted at him that he was a fucking dick Perez Hilton wannabe. <laughs> and then Perez Hilton liked it and retweeted it. Oh, wow. What? Of course Perez Hilton would do that. What the fuck is going like, on with oh, him? Oh, I'm in a tweet. I'm in a tweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I would not retweet that. What? That is so crazy. <laughs> it's like he was proud of it. He was... uh, okay. You mentioned his name. Traction. Any press, right? Oh my God. And you know, here's the thing it broke my heart when I read that because I remember interviewing Megan Mullally from Will and Grace, right? Karen yeah. Walker. Yeah. Love her. She told me um, how awful it was for Sean Hayes, who went through the same thing. You know, for years and years and years, reporters would always ask him and he would say, not comfortable talking about it. Nobody's business but my own, whatever. Just didn't want to make a public statement about it. Mm -hmm. And got contacted by a press organization saying that they were going to out him if he didn't come out himself. And she said how devastating it was when he got that news, like how all of a sudden he had to, you know, like just like just come up with something, you know, not ready, being rushed, being blackmailed, be, you know, and that it, it messed with him so badly. So when I read that, that's the first thing I thought of was, you, you know, we want to be so happy. And I hope that we've all made her happy with our tweets and our mm -hmm. posts and, and everything about it um, so that she doesn't feel bad. But that story is not getting enough attention, you know, about, how, you know, how it came about, you know, I mean, I think people are under the impression they were just scrolling Instagram and went, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's yeah. not, there was so much more to it in the background. And, and, and I hate that for her. I hate that for her. It should, it should have been on her own terms, 100%. And then there's me. Oh, I, she has a new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but she was always out. I don't know why. <laughs> I love that. You know, that, well, that's how, you know, we should be reacting to this news anyways, right? It's like, that's, it's like a, it, I don't know. It's a catch 22 because we should be really excited for somebody to come out. Of course, not in this situation because she was basically forced to, and she handled it with so much class, so much grace. Yeah. yeah. No mention of but, it, not giving them an ounce of credit. You know, that's what I like is that, you know, they're not getting anything but bad press about it. Where yeah. she's getting all the yeah. good press. So good for her.
Yeah, I know. And I hope to write about that because I am looking to tear them a new hole for even publishing an article after the fact, too. After you the know? fact, right. Like, this is what we did. Which this editor approved that? Like, yeah, come yeah. on, that is bad editor. That's bad editing right there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's bad practice. You it know, it's bad practice. You know, and it took, didn't it take like a good 20 years for Perez Hilton to figure out that he was being a monumental asshole? <laughs> you know, like he no. had to publicly say that I shouldn't have been doing what I was doing and, and all that other stuff. And now he's like this glowing dad with children and this normal life and blah, 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 whatever. But, um, you know, uh, it, it's like his legacy will always be in my mind that he was the one who forced people to come out when they weren't ready. Yeah. You know, regardless of what his reasoning was, if he thought, oh, no, they'll feel better about it or they'll see it, this won't hurt their career. It mm -hmm. made him look like a jerk. It, it really instilled a lot of fear and uncomfortability in people, you know, that shouldn't have that experience before they come out. And it should always be your decision and your terms. You know, nobody yeah. should be telling you that. And to think that he's just kind of gone into obscurity, you know, and yeah, there's yeah. these people like like Hornery or whatever his name is that are carrying it on, you know, carrying that kind of behavior on makes me sick, makes me, makes me really sick. It's it's surprising because in today's, you know, today's day and age, you want to expect that kind of behavior not from a major publication and you know that's why press hilton has you know gone into obscurity because that's not the practice anymore tabloids are not a thing because of social media and it was a completely different time but still you know that is his legacy and for people to you know take that mantle up now it's just yeah, I don't know. It's baffling. I just, I just don't believe in somebody taking that, taking that moment away from you. You know, no, it's just it's yeah. not, me neither. It's not right. So okay, now we've had a little venting about that. I feel better. Yes. <laughs> okay, so these, I know we we don't have too much time left, so I'm gonna go through <laughs> the next one. Okay, because we can always, again, like go back, go you know, go into your email and. Click the link oh, yeah. and we'll come back, but but go ahead. Sure. We'll see if we can fit it in. Okay, so this is what we suggest for watching on TV for the month of Pride. Okay. So Ooh, who God. has heard of, <laughs> um, it's called First Kill on Netflix. Have no. you heard of you? It just came out this weekend, literally yesterday. Oh, and I it, I'll get it. Usually you guys get things first, but go ahead. I'll keep an eye okay. out. Hopefully, because it is a teen lesbian vampire drama series. Oh, I heard about that. Excellent. I didn't and know it is so good. It is so good. Wait, JD, you heard it. of it? I did, but I didn't know that was the name. I saw <laughs> something about it on, I don't know where, street, uh, surfing. I don't know. What do they call it? Scrolling? Yeah. <laughs> Scrolling, yeah, yeah. Surfing. <laughs> so it's yeah, good. You Okay. Yeah, you should definitely, definitely give it a watch, Denise, when it comes to you, you definitely have to watch it. Okay. It's, it's a fun show, and it's actually pretty serious for, um, you know, a show about teen vampires, and um, she, the main character, she's a vampire, and she falls in love with a vampire hunter. She's like a monster hunter. Uh, so this, this, this is a world where monsters exist. 
<laughs> and it's, it's kind of like a, um, you know, Romeo and Juliet type of. <laughs> Excellent. You know, yeah. you know, yes. Yes. That's perfect. That's a good way to describe it. Yep. So we have that. And then who has been keeping tabs on the new Queer's Folk reboot? I haven't got it yet. I haven't. I haven't wanted to watch it. Peacock. So you guys get it. Okay. Yeah. This is the new one without any of the original people, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. It's a whole new cast. It's um, super queer. A lot of because um, I didn't watch the original, but I remember it was centered on, wasn't it centered on a group of, of like gay best friends? And it was like yeah. all. Yes. It's birth. Yeah. 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 Okay, so this one definitely has more representation in it. You know, we see more people a part of the LGBTQ family. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. You know, I was watching it with my mom, actually. And it came out Thursday. And we binge watched it Thursday. <laughs> and we absolutely loved it. You know, um, unapologetic queerness, unapologetic queer sex, you know, just everything is exactly what you would hope from a series today talking about the lgbtq community yeah it it's centered like, around uh, like like the l word gen q right like they wanted yeah. to have trans people and they wanted to have non-binary people and they wanted to have queer they wanted to you know like really embrace tick all the boxes as they yeah. say yeah. <laughs> yes yes yeah. The show ticked all the boxes, especially just being a really good drama, really good comedy. It's definitely something that I wish I were a part of writing because it's just an incredible show. So I would yeah, definitely no. okay. recommend it. And Denise, if you find a way to get past Peacock, I don't know I, how, yeah, I but keep, you'll I definitely keep, have to watch it. There's some things that are slowly coming over because like Sky Comedy has bought into uh, Peacock and like our... Channel Five has bought into Paramount Plus, you know. So now I'm now I'm getting Yellowstone. I'm very excited about that, but only up to season two. Um, but yeah, so some things are coming across, but really slow. I feel like they want to finish in the states before they release seasons over here. So hurry up! <laughs> yeah, I know that's so crazy. Is it so in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh? Is it, it is set in New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Oh, I thought I heard that. Yeah. yeah. So totally different. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it. Kim Cattrall's got a couple, got a character in it, right? Yeah, she has a fun character arc. And, you know, she's how she always is. She adds a nice level of sophisticated camp to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. In love with Kim Cattrall. <laughs> yeah, because she's got a new series. So I thought, how is she doing both? And then I realized she just has an arc in, mm -hmm. in QAF. She's not a regular. No, she's not. Yeah, okay. she um, she plays the mom of two of the queer characters. Okay. Oh, she's mom, right? mom now. Links. Okay. <laughs> and isn't there a movie coming out for Queer as Folk with the old cast? I thought I, I read something about a movie. Every year they bring it up like they want to, oh. like all the cast wants to, but they got to oh, get, okay. you know, yeah. But if you're looking for a movie to kind of fit that kind of like Queer as Folk hole in your heart, <laughs> have either of you heard of Fire Island on I have Google? heard of it. Yeah. Yes. Seen that the advertisement for it, yeah. 
It's really yeah. good. I, I've seen it twice now, actually. Oh, that good. Okay. Yeah. That's and a it, movie? It, I thought that was, a, is that a documentary? Or is it's that a, a It's a movie set at Fire Island. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. And it's good. Um, if you're a big Pride and Prejudice fan, you're going to enjoy this because it's kind of like the clueless version of Pride and Prejudice. Very <laughs> much updated. <laughs> but with like a ton of queer people in it okay all right i'm digging that as is fire island <laughs> as is fire island as yeah is fire island. yeah cool good okay i know and that kind of leads into the next thing that i wanted to bring up which are the top five places to visit around the world if you're a queer person for pride oh, this is good this is good I know, and Denise, you're going to be very interested in what makes this list, but um, I'll go, I'll start counting down from five. So okay. number five is Lisbon, per Portugal, Portugal, Portugal. Yeah. Portugal, yeah, Lisbon. And then four is Los Angeles. Of course. Can't go wrong with LA. No. Number three is Rome, Italy. Wow. Really? Yeah. Surprising. Very. Number two is Paris, France. Mm, okay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize all these cities, like all these countries had like huge pride events either. Yeah. I, I have heard Paris is, is it kicks it up a notch during pride. Yeah. Well, number well, one. No desire to go, but. Yeah. No desire to go. No. I hate France. <laughs> <laughs> well then, then you're gonna love this because okay. number one on the list is london oh, oh, yeah. oh my god <laughs> miami did not make anything no like none of like wow. none of the queer capitals in the united states made it like miami san francisco fire island london is such a mishmash like there's no set <laughs> right there's right. no there first of all their pride's always under under fire you know their committee there's there's like w maybe one parade but there's no like go to this queer bar go to that queer bar they're having this on this night they're having that on that it's just all of london you know so it's very chaotic it's very you know the schedule is very nuts and it's very it's like a million people in trafalgar you mm. know like, i did it once and i'll never do it again <laughs> <laughs> it again I was just like you know like all of a sudden you just feel so like fear of being trampled kind of thing yeah yeah oh. not my gig not my jam I like the little pocket ones the local ones you know like that I can handle like on a local level definitely in in any of the five boroughs around London you know I'm okay with that but going into central London no 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 <laughs> no. But I think like if you're a party person, I get it. And in, in fact, yeah. I would love to have Gary Henshaw, who runs Q Bar, which is the longest, oldest, biggest gay bar in, mm -hmm. in London. I would love to have him on the show. I bug him on Facebook all the time. Um, and he, he has the only les only surviving lesbian bar in London. She Soho. Wow. So, yeah. Really? Yeah. So yeah, it would, you know, I, I recommend it if you're a party person. If you're over 50, maybe not so much. <laughs> mm -mm. no are we gonna are we gonna snap shut and come back yeah yeah let's do that okay
we're back. <laughs> we're, we're, we're back. Discussing. Oh, look, she had to change of outfit. I need it. I did a costume thing. Change. I had a chill. I put the extra. Yeah. extra. I love it. So. I did the costume change. I was sitting right in front of the vent and I was getting a chill. So okay. I, need, I needed so much for continuity. <laughs> All right. Well, you mentioned it. So. All right. <laughs> you know what? Um, not to make this all about me, but I did check during the little break, and it is Monday. I'm doing this. Well, it's a uh, good thing we had this show today. <laughs> I had it written down. I just didn't remember it in my head which one was awesome. which. Awesome. But yeah, I'll make That's you name. Who is it yes. that you know on that show? I'll name drop your name. To oh, it's um, the the person who does it. Oh, I forget their name give me a second and i'll i'll look i feel so bad because it's been forever since well i'll let you know you don't, i don't want to put you on the spot yeah queer yeah sound? yeah from queer sounds but, but um they're fantastic it's just the one person on the show so that, that will narrow it down <laughs> they're, really, they're not in the they're not in uh, amsterdam they're in utrecht the netherlands Oh, the Netherlands is yeah. that? That's, that's. I mean, that's yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, yeah. not the heart of, mm -hmm. the heart of mm -hmm. Amsterdam. But that'll be good. That's good. Way to go, international. Yes, look at me. JD. Look at you. I'm global. <laughs> uh, it's all gonna go to her head, you know. Right. Like, we got about another six, eight months of this podcast before she's like, "Look, I'm really busy. I got this <laughs> now." I've got live gigs. I've got an upcoming show. I can't, I'm, I'm not going to be able to. I'm wanted in Amsterdam. Most of this. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going and when they want me. But, <laughs> but that's how you want it. You want to just right. be pushed in the direction. Just go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> Nick, yes, I am stunned that London is number one because like I said, yeah. it's very unorganized. It's not, it's not celebrated by all the letters, I will say. Like it's not celebrated by all the L's or all the B's or all the T's or all the Q's, you know? Well, so that's a shame. It's very gay man oriented and it just feels like, you, like you've like you got to do the work. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you've got to find your people and you've got to hang out with your people, but you don't really know where your people are going to be. You've got to make a plan. You've got to organize. You've got to meet up at a certain place. There's no you know, great schedule where, you know, they're having a drag show at this bar, they're having uh, entertainment on the stage in front of this place, or it's not like that. You just wander around and you just stop and look at the things basically, you know, like it's just not what, what I thought it was going to be. Um, do they have much in, in the way of entertainment? Do they have live they performers? They do, but like, it's mostly, it's mostly like, yeah, DJs and, and high energy dance stuff and you know, like, like that kind of thing. Like it's, it's not, I mean, I don't know. You would think like, where was I just talking about like last week that it, Pitts, Pittsburgh like has Jesse J it's like, what oh, the yeah. man, yeah. shouldn't you be over here? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, it's very, I, I just, I just don't think they're the, the, the pride committee agrees on a whole lot. And I do think that they route funds to the things that, um, you know, that, that they're interested in, 
you know, mm-hmm. as, as gay men that they're interested in. And it, it doesn't, it takes away from everybody else's experience. So yeah, that's I mean, true. I'm really, really surprised that that would be number one. But if the article was written by a gay man, then no, I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, yeah, I wouldn't be either. <laughs> that's funny. That's great though. I, 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 wow. <laughs> I just can't believe, like, I always thought, you know, Miami, LA, New York, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Right there, you know. Like, I have a friend that planned an entire vacation around San Francisco Pride and was just like, I have never been to anything like it. You know, like, <laughs> this could, I mean, the pictures were endless and it, it just looked like so much fun. And it looked really well organized. You could mm-hmm. tell by pictures, you know. It with With London Pride, in order to get good pictures, you'd have to have a drone fly over. <laughs> because... <laughs> There's no way to, to know where, where anything is going to be happening, you know, just have a <laughs> drone fly over <laughs> and God, yeah, it's not, not the greatest. I bet Denver pride is better than London. Pride. <laughs> Don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Yeah. I was about to say, I really hope so from such a huge city like London to not have it together like that. And for it yeah. to just chaotic. It's a, it's a huge missed opportunity. I think, you know, like, yeah. I, like I said, I went once, I felt like I was being swallowed by a million people, you know, like I was, I was being sucked into a hole of a million people and I didn't feel like I got to see anything notable, nothing. Had a lovely meal at Wagamama's, <laughs> had, a lo- had a lovely meal at an Asian fusion place and came home. <laughs> like it just, mm-mm. didn't even see good looking crazy weird dressed people like on the tube or the train or anything you know it's like you stumble into it that's the whole feeling like you stumble into it that's it Uh, that's not a good feeling Mm -mm. i just feel like it could be a hundred times better with better organizers but it's that thing where you can't get them off the board it's like politics that's exactly what it comes down to it's politics (laughs) yeah i would rather go to like a like a like a queer literary festival than that, you know. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I like the sound <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah, like Polari. I love Polari Literary Salon because it's the guy that curates the readers and everything. He's real eccentric. And Paul Burston, we've had him on the show. He's really uh, interesting character, and he pulls great people, and he puts it together. And it, it's usually like in um, Royal Festival Hall that overlooks the Thames and the London eye and all that. It's a great feeling, uh, you know, you feel like you're at a London event, you know, and you're listening to queer literature read by the authors that wrote it. It's, it's cool. Definitely cool. Del Rey has a, a concert. I think it's tonight uh, or maybe it's tomorrow. <laughs> it is the 26th Christ. of July. Um, no, they're having a pride concert. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and that they're having, it's a, it's a pride concert and an event like a, they're not calling it a pride festival, I don't think, but uh, but the concert is um, is a um, a tribute band. <laughs> I don't remember which band. It's it's uh, not Heart because they've been doing a lot of the prides. Anyway, it's it's a tribute band doing the music. I think it's an ABBA tribute band. Oh, there you go. And yeah, and uh, I I know I come with no information. I'm not like you, Nick. I have like just. <laughs> It could be this day. I think they're having this band. <laughs> but it's something. That's anyway, awesome. Because Del Rey hasn't it's done tonight. that. Tonight, where is this? Where is this? <laughs> <podcast goes laughs> <on>? tonight. 
wait, am I in it? No, um, <laughs> I'm not that busy. Um, no, but Abba, though, did you hear what they're doing with their with their? Um, they have they have uh, this guy that's made avatars, avatars, oh, and they're doing these uh-huh. hologram concerts all over from their like best shows. So it'll be like them in the seventies, but doing a concert where they're not even really there, but it's wow. all their music and it's all the holograms from that, from oh my God. time concerts. It's, it's there and it's selling out everywhere. It's crazy. Wow. But you know, I will tell you they are loved over here. Yeah, I bet. I, I know I, I, have a few places left that I want to go to while I live over here and going to, you know, going all over Europe is so easy, you know, like two hours on a plane here to, you know, that easy kind of, and I want to go to Sweden because they have an ABBA museum. Oh yeah. Like who would, I mean, I will plan a trip around that, you know, the way my friend planned a trip around San Francisco pride, (laughs) 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 but yeah, that, that would be, like that's on my list. That's on my list of things to do. The Abba Museum is Denise's pride. That that would be my pride. Exactly. Exactly. Unless it's Eurovision, then that would be <laughs> another form of pride. Yeah. yeah. Um, who recently won that? Ukraine. The Ukraine. Really? Oh, I love it. Wow. But I was worried because if they win, like you know, the country that wins has to host it the following year wow so i think another country is going to have to step in and host on behalf of ukraine yeah i I do not see them being able to do eurovision there next year wow that's a shame but yeah they won and it it was worth it it was one of those tunes that just like stuck in your head i'm pretty sure they won (laughs) she's got information like i do (laughs) (laughs) no they did didn't they yeah, that sounds yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. It was between them and the wolf people. <laughs> Ooh, the wolf stupid. people. I like the sound of that. Norway was it? So what else you got, Nick? You have anything yeah. else? Oh, okay. I have reflect one on more. that. <laughs> yeah, reflect. Get back yeah. to us on that. <laughs> I have one more headline and it's um you know, it's kind of bittersweet and it's something that we see kind of across the country, but um, not in Texas. So a Texas town is rallying around a gay couple after their pride flags were set on fire, which, you know, it's the the back half of that statement is horrible, you know, right, that their flags were set alight. (laughs) But a Texas town, you know, and I, and it's not even like a very progressive town like Austin, Texas, but it's this this town in Texas. And, you know, it reminded me of sweet, though. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's like, you know, the, those are the, the, unexpected places where like yeah your pride flag is going to get burned but wait there's more the whole time right. is going to come together right, right. yeah so that's, that's adorable what are they what are they doing did they did they come and paint their whole house rainbow 
<laughs> um, no, but they are providing new pride flags. Oh, and wow. yeah, basically they're standing in solidarity saying that, you know, we do not accept this. If this happens again, you know, then there's going to have to be something major that will have to happen. So it, it was a nice, nice heartwarming yeah. story to find. And that you would not expect, like you would not expect it. But, oh. you know, I think sometimes out of, you know, out of a tragedy, it, it does change people. And what happened, you know, in Uvalde, I'm sure made every community, um, you know, kind of come together. Oh. It's horrible. And it's sobering. It's it's a very sobering thing. That, it really that's is. It really is. And, you know, it, like, again, I say the law should have been changed at Columbine. The laws should have been yeah. changed after Sandy Hook. There's no reason for this to have happened. It's beyond, you know, what anybody thought was happening. Like, you know, the, the talk about like the scourge has risen to the top, you know, like yeah. bubbled right up and gets celebrated now. It's, it's sick and sad. Can't stand it. But I will tell you this. I'm looking forward to my Monday night date with Liz Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> I was so depressed when I found out that it wasn't on, the hearings weren't on on Friday. I was like, oh, I was going to pop a big thing of popcorn, have a date <laughs> again. I was all ready for it. I don't even like blondes, but I'm oddly attracted to her. <laughs> that is so funny. You have your reasons. Yeah. 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 It's the brains. It's the brains. And our mutual shared hatred of Trump <laughs> brings us together. And that's what pride stands for. Yes. <laughs> Way to bring it home. Yes. Look Full at circle. you wrapping things up. <laughs> Full circle right like, there. That's yes, right. Denise that is, is a... right to be attracted to Liz Cheney. That is what pride <laughs> is for. <laughs> it's my pride moment. <laughs> yeah, that's my pride moment. Definitely. Fuck Amsterdam, fuck Wales. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay home with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm so okay with that. <laughs> yeah, well, the way that you talk about London Pride, and yeah, I wouldn't want to be near that at all. So, yeah. like, it's cool to like, I, I, there's so Brighton Pride is, is very good, like, very good. They get, they get good entertainment, it's well organized, they've got good vendors all that kind of stuff and all the little pocket places you know like little local ones are those are the ones where you're gonna where you're gonna feel the most comfortable you know like for 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 somebody that is not a six foot four raging queer with abs and is like 22 <laughs> outside of that you know like a local pride fest is going to be fantastic as opposed to getting swallowed up in London yeah I highly recommend like Hove, Brighton, Eastbourne like it's like a friend of mine said, that's really good you know like seaside towns like there those are fun Margate I bet is fantastic I, it's yeah and and let's be honest this is how we can wrap this up pride is what you make it you know what I mean? Oh, yes. yes. It is what you make it, whether it's in your own backyard. <laughs> I feel like there should be some music playing behind you. I know, you. Jay, can you yeah. manage to I'll edit some of that in? 
So whether oh, it's in your own backyard or <laughs> on a beach somewhere, in a forest, in a castle, with your friends, <laughs> you make it what it is and whatever pride means to you, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's it. I'm not telling anybody that. not to go to London. <laughs> I'm just saying, you make it your pride you know, like with, with what your, with your pride. Oh my God. With your pride. With your pride. <laughs> with your pride. There it is. And that there is a pride PSA from Denise in London. <laughs> in London. God, I wish I could get shirts made. <laughs> Make your pride with your pride. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there it is. Perfect. You guys, I'm glad we did this during Pride. Beautiful. Fantastic. And I would like to get back on a regular schedule. So when your schedule permits, <laughs> then yes, uh, let us know. You're busy. You're a busy man. You're a busy man. Now, now I'm working. I'm uh, you're working, working, but you're working with good people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great that's, Oh. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. See, you hung in there and you got the job you wanted. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> but yes, I will make sure that there's a regular schedule. Definitely. So All, right. Can, All right, you guys, let's go out there and make yeah. this the best pride ever. Yes, you do. do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Okay. All in. Okay. Bye. Bye. Do you always run back to the love of you? Like, never stop chasing your dreams. Addicted to a touch. That's And I confess. My addiction. My addiction is you. We drank way too much whiskey. Don't ask me why I'm here tonight. I had to take this midnight drive.
Touch 